From Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag, I'm Lana Slock, and you're listening to Beings of the Galaxy. My parents crafted the finest cloaks in Maylene, our hometown on Crastily. Some would even argue their cloaks were the finest across Crastily herself. People traveled from all over to their stall, asking for a lock original. Cloaks for all occasions, formal, casual, you name it, my parents made it. Their business meant everything to them. But as a kid, I didn't understand the gravity of how much. I didn't understand how reliant they were on the quality of their work to bring in new customers and keep the old ones coming back. I didn't understand that I had a comfortable childhood because they were often uncomfortable figuring out how to provide in the slow seasons. When I look back, I can see how hard my parents worked day after day and how I am the fruit of their labor. I can live the life I live because of what they gave me. My parents' stall was in the Maylene trading post, and I spent much of my childhood there. After school, I'd walk to the trading post. Some days I'd go straight to our stall and do schoolwork in the back, or my parents would ask me to watch the front while they conducted a fitting or had meetings. Often, I'd head to Nona's Cantina, which was conveniently located across the way. She'd sneak me nut butter toast and some guavi juice. Mostly, though, I'd wander through the trading post, saying hi to the other vendors who knew me by name, play with the other kids whose parents were also hard at work, or I'd retreat into my head and make up stories as I pretended I was on a wild adventure to a strange faraway world. Mailing trading post shaped a lot of who I am today because I experienced it through the lens of childhood. After all, The mind of a child truly is a wondrous place. I know Addie Ben must have felt a similar way. A child whose imagination turned her surroundings into a fantastical place as she explored every inch of it. Only, rather than a trading post, Addie spent a few years of her childhood on the forefront, a research station that traveled throughout the Outer Rim. The Bins ran the Forefront's cantina, having been recruited from their homeworld, Anth Prime. Nanina, their eldest daughter, stayed behind to run their cantina back home, while Addie and her parents made precious extra credits on the station. While on the Forefront, Addie would send her sister hollow transmissions, detailing her adventures for the day, wanting to make sure her sister saw everything she did. Come with me, Nanina. I'll tell you what I see. The stars, they're so far away. Circles of light and the black of space. I could fall for years and years and never reach them. Does that scare you? I think, I think it scares me. The galaxy is so big and I am so small. But compared to the universe, we're all small, right? Come with me, Nanina. 
let's go on an adventure. We're running down the hallway. The lights on the walls shine through oval shapes. Sometimes I stop and count them. One long, one short. I trace around the lights, like a wave, up and down, like the waves back home. I remember you'd take me to the sea, those sunny afternoons after our lessons. You'd whisper to me, let's go on an adventure. We'd sneak out past Beeves. She was the best nanny droid ever. She let us do everything we wanted and never told Mama and Papa. Nanina, can I be honest? Sometimes I get lonely. I know why you had to stay behind. Someone had to take care of our cantina and Tootie. How is Tootie? Are you still feeding her two times a day? When I come back, I expect her to be twice her size. I know she's small, like me, but we'll both be so much bigger when we see each other. I like being small though, Nanina. Everything is more interesting when it's bigger than you, and everything here is big, big, big. Like all the ships. Sometimes, when Mama and Papa are napping, I'll sneak into the hangar bay. I found a perfect hiding spot at the top that lets me watch the ships come and go. I imagine I'm in one, traveling home to you. We'll see each other soon, won't we? Come with me, Nanina. Let's go to the cantina. It looks nothing like our cantina back home, but I still love it. Remember what Mama said? Why the cantina is important? What the people on the forefront station do heals the galaxy, but what we do heals their souls. We're kind of like doctors, aren't we? We take care of things we can't see to help people do the things we can see. I guess we're pretty important. Come with me, Nanima. I want to show you the new visitors. They wear plain, boring clothes, and they all look the same. Plus, they brought soldiers with them. Mama said they're stormtroopers, the new army of the Empire. Their helmets look like buckets on their heads. Hey! Bucket heads. Isn't that funny, Nanina? Mama and Papa have been so much busier with the new people on the station. Papa says it's good because it means more credits for the cantina, but I can tell Mama isn't sure. They don't think I see things because I'm small, but that's the best way to see things, I think. I see everything, especially what I'm not supposed to see. Don't worry, Nanina. I'll tell you everything I see, so you can see it too. Come with me, Nanina. I want you to meet my new friend. She's kind of strange, but I like her. She always carries a data pad around and tells me funny facts. She knows everything, Nanina. I mean everything. Do you want to know how we met? It was when I was in my hiding place. Someone tapped me on the shoulder and I thought for sure I was in trouble. I begged her not to tell Mama and Papa. I wasn't doing anything wrong, just watching. But she promised she wouldn't tell. And then she sat next to me and we both watched the ships come and go. Want to know her name, Nanina? Her name is Nessa. 
She came with the other people. They're all from the Empire. Nessa said she's an analyst and that she's here to help the scientists on the forefront. I didn't realize they needed help, but Nessa is really smart, so I bet there's a good reason she's here. Maybe you'll get to meet her one day. Come with me, Nonina. I'm going back to my hiding place. Mama and Papa were fighting. Mama wants to leave because she has a bad feeling about the forefront. But Papa wants to stay a little bit longer to make more credits. But then Mama said something really scary. She said, if we don't leave now, we may never get out. What did Mama mean? Are we really going to leave? It feels like just yesterday we got here. But when I think about how long it's been since I saw you, it feels like forever. I hope we get to leave soon, Nanina. Nanina, something strange is happening. I can tell. Mama and Papa try to hide it from me, but I see how nervous they are when they're working. Not as many people come to the cantina. Mostly the Empire people and the Bucketheads. Mama doesn't like serving them. I thought she liked serving everyone. She doesn't talk to them or ask them about their day, and they don't talk to her. I wonder where all the scientists are, Nanina, and the crew and the janitors and the droids and everyone else. Why do you think they've stopped coming to the cantina? I tried to ask Papa, but he told me not to worry about it. They act like I don't see what's happening, but I do, Nanina. And it's not something good. Nanina, I don't want to show you this, but I don't know who else to go to. I don't want to make Mama or Papa more scared. And I haven't seen Nessa in so long. So I'm telling you, I decided to go exploring on a level I've never been to. I shouldn't have gone, Nanina. While I was walking down the hall, I realized it wasn't an ordinary hall. It, it was a cell block, Nanina. The scientists, the crew, a lot of them were locked down there. And somewhere, I saw, it was horrible, Nanina. A man was lying on the ground. His face was so bloody. I tried to run away, but then I heard marching, so I hid. But I watched as the Bucketheads walked past. And behind them, a droid unlike any I had seen before. It had a needle on it and a big red eye. It went into one of the cells. And then I heard screaming. Nanina, I ran so fast. But I can still hear him. I can still hear the screaming. Nanina, we're coming to you. Mama and Papa woke me up very early today. They told me to pack my stuff quickly and that we were finally going home. I can't wait to give you a big hug. I wanted to tell Nessa goodbye, but Mama said there wasn't any time. So I packed everything up so fast 
and then we left our room. Mama and Papa told me I had to be very quiet though because we didn't want to wake everyone up. We went down to this secret room and there was someone waiting for us in these really big containers. The man didn't smile or say anything when he saw us. He just pointed at the containers. Papa climbed in one and then Mama picked me up and put me inside one. She climbed in next to me. It was so dark, but Mama held me and reminded me about you and home and all the amazing things we were going to see so soon. I could feel us start moving, but I didn't know where we were going. I just knew that with every passing minute, I was closer to seeing you. It felt like forever passed, but then the container opened and we were inside a ship. The man helping us went to the front, but Papa opened a secret door in the floor. We were going to wait down there. As soon as we made it to our hiding spot, stormtroopers boarded the ship. They were asking our pilots so many questions. It made me really scared. It felt like, like we were in danger. That's when I realized, Nanina, that we weren't just coming to visit you. We were leaving, but we weren't allowed to leave. And if they found us, something bad would happen. Something like the screaming I heard in the cell block. Would that happen to me? Just when I thought I couldn't take it anymore, the stormtroopers left and it was quiet again. Mama and Papa stayed still though, and we waited as we heard the engines turn on and felt the ship take off. We kept waiting until the secret door opened and the pilot told us it was safe. Papa let out a big breath and Mama started crying. I hugged her. I think everything is going to be okay. I hope everything is going to be okay. We're almost to you, Nanina. I can see home. It's so small from up here. Will I miss the forefront, Nanina? I thought I might. But when I think about it, all I can remember is the cell block, the screaming. I think of how scared I was when we escaped. That's what it was, Nanina, an escape. And because of that, I can't remember my adventures or the laughter in the cantina or even Nessa. Maybe one day I will, but right now, I just want to forget. I found Addie's hollow transmissions stored in a data pad in the Ben's Cantina on Anth Prime. It was stashed beneath a loose stone behind the bar. It had been damaged by the elements, and the entries you've just listened to are all that remain. Everything happens for a reason, and there is a reason I firmly believe those entries were the ones that needed to survive, to be heard by you. Glennon, the Ben's hometown, is mostly forgotten. Only a few residents remain, but most have migrated into the city or off-world. This used to be a beautiful town. 
I could tell by the faded and chipped paint on the houses, the dead plants that I imagined once grew tall and bloomed brightly, a town center with a large fountain, now dry and cracked. The bins left the forefront to escape the empire, and they were successful for a time. Life returned to normal, the cantina once again a center for the town. But then, the empire came to Anth Prime, like it did to countless worlds. This story is not a unique one. You've heard it happen to other worlds, to other cantinas, to other families. These stories did not take place only in the time of the empire, but throughout the thousands of years before and in the years to come. History likes to repeat itself, and as it does, it takes the same casualties in different forms. But just because a story isn't a unique one doesn't make it any less important. When you hear these stories, is that all they are to you? A retelling of events? Or do you stop and think about the people affected? Maybe you didn't before, but now you know Addie. You know that little girl with a big heart and with wide eyes who just wanted to share everything with her older sister. When the Empire came to the forefront, when it came to Anth Prime, it threw her world upside down. Her dreams, her family's dreams, all that changed when the Empire arrived. And now, their cantina sits empty, forgotten. Beings of the Galaxy does not exist just to tell the fascinating stories I uncover in my travels. It brings joy and laughter, and sometimes, yes, tears. But I hope it does more than that. I hope when you hear stories like this one about Addie and her family, you feel more than just sorry for them. Sympathy is a distant emotion that keeps you from engaging in the suffering of others. Empathy is a realization that while you may never understand, you try to connect with their pain and let it move you to action. I'll encourage you with this. Don't just listen to beings of the galaxy, then move on and forget these stories. Listen to beings of the galaxy and let the stories stay in your heart. May they teach you how to be a better being in our galaxy. Thanks for joining me, Lonis Locke, your host for another episode of Beings of the Galaxy, a Beyond the Outer Rim Holomag production, bringing you the stories of the everyday people who make up our galaxy far, far away. We'll see you next time.